This is the place where freedom lives. My name is Quran, and I'm your host. Welcome to Love, Music, Pleasure. Let's talk about the thing that's weighing you down. It's the thing that you can't seem to get away from or get enough of. It's a weight. What do you do when that weight is a person? Tossing a little financial misappropriation, some love, maybe even some great sex. What you have is not a man. What you have is an albatross. What is an albatross? Albatross is a metaphor for a psychological burden or curse. In reality, the albatross is a seabird with very large wings. Made famous by an 18th century story about a mariner, the albatross was a symbol of good luck. When the ancient mariner shot an albatross with his crossbow, it was believed to bring a curse upon his ship. The crew blamed him for that curse. The albatross was then hung around the mariner's neck to remind him of the kill and the curse it brought upon them. So the albatross can be an omen or symbolize bad luck as well as a metaphor for a burden to be carried as penance. So while the albatross can be defined as something that causes persistent deep concern or anxiety or something that greatly hinders accomplishment, it can also be a forewarning. I've been disturbed by this trend of young women proclaiming how important it is to sacrifice everything at all costs to what's called holding a man down. You see, this is not literally or physically holding someone down. It's the notion that the man's life or the presence of a man's life is worth more than your own. And it happens when a woman is willing to sacrifice her life, livelihood, safety, and sanity to support a man who has no regard for her life. The Overgiver I had a discussion the other day about people who give too much. These are the ones who give everything they have, their money, their time, their influence to other people, and then end up balled up in a corner in tears because when they need something, there's no one around. They put themselves in positions to be abused and taken advantage of, but don't see themselves as part of the problem or the solution. My friend was saying that she's a giver and she gives and gives and she never gets anything in return. She also stated that she doesn't expect anything in return. And this is when I called her on her shit. Whether or not she realizes it, giving of everything you have is not without expectation. It's always with expectation, and usually that expectation is emotional, not monetary. It actually goes against human nature to give to your own detriment because self-preservation is a tool of survival. But when you have someone who considers themselves a giver and they give to the point where there was nothing left for themselves, they've begun to acknowledge that they do so as a tool of manipulation, not one of kind-heartedness, not one of generosity, but one of absolute expectation. 
The darkness falls when what they give is not reciprocated and it results in depression, disappointment, and anger. They used to say in church that the Lord loves a cheerful giver, and that's a great thing. But we even see this kind of manipulation in areas of our faith. Don't act like you don't know that 20-minute sermon prior to the assembly line, the $200 line, was not an effort to get you to give more than you know you even wanted to. It's one thing to give out of abundance. It's another thing altogether to give when you lack. And instead of making the decision to preserve what you have in order to appease whoever is asking or demanding of your faith or fidelity, you give and end up in a worse position than you were before. This is especially a difficult lesson to learn for women because we're taught that we are to sacrifice everything for everyone except ourselves. This is the crux of our trust culture. It takes advantage of cultural norms forced upon women to constantly give and give and give of their time, of their resources, of their lives, until there's nothing left for them. We're taught that it's right and even holy, but what it actually is, is abuse. No is a complete sentence. If you spend any time around me, you know that I say this often. No is absolute. It leaves no wiggle room. There's no peripheral to stretch into or out of. The word no is finite. It is as finite as it is a tool and a weapon. The danger of albatross culture is that we have an entire generation of young women who are being told it is their responsibility to take care of grown men who don't care for themselves, their families, or their responsibilities. They're being told that if they don't, they're not real women and are not worthy of love, affection, protection, or provision. They're being taught that unless they give every ounce of their minds, bodies, souls, bank accounts, that they will not be loved by a population of men who don't want them anyway. They, like previous generations, are told that to be strong and decisive is to be angry, disagreeable, or makes you undesirable. They're being told that being decisive makes you a bitch. There's a need for a shift in our relationships with ourselves and with each other. It's time to get out of the shadows of plays on words and disrespectful means, social and media messaging that reinforce the idea that we are not enough. The truth is we are more than enough, but have been taught to shrink ourselves in order to fit into someone else's life. Just say no to the albatross. Say no to the man who will put his needs before yours. Say no if and when he challenges your loyalty or your love. The word no is also a key. It's a code that will unlock and disconnect the albatross from your neck. It will free you from the place of romantic and spiritual bondage and lead you into a place of openness, honesty, and wisdom. Walk worthy.
Love, Music, Pleasure is a production of Quranism Media. Visit us online at Quranism.com.